Hey friends, welcome to another mini-sode of The Investigation Game. I'm your host, Alicia, here with Leah. This week, we're talking about Hunchley and Justin Seitz, who is the founder of Hunchley. Now we're gonna get the timer started right now. Okay, so. Boom. Perfect Let's timing. go. <laughs> Can you give me a little rundown of what Hunchley is and how it's connected to the investigative world? I think the simplest way to explain Hunchley is that it is a tool that you can purchase to use that will essentially record your research as you're doing online research. My favorite thing about it is that it preserves like a screenshot of whatever you were looking at at mm -hmm. the time you were searching, like date and timestamps. And there's all sorts of like fun stuff that Justin and his team has continued to build out. But that is essentially the best way I know how to explain mm -hmm. that. And so the way that that connects to an investigator's world and kind of the reason I wanted to have Justin on the show was because there's so much online research that we do as investigators to know about maybe our clients, the subjects, victims, people that are connected. I mean, right now, just with all the Michael Mann stuff, one of our analysts or case managers, Megan, she's been tracking down all sorts of stuff on Michael Mann. And we call that open source intelligence. Like you can go out to Google, different websites, different databases, and you can research public information. So this is information that's open and available to anyone who wants to take the time to use it. As Justin kind of talked about on the show, he discovered that there was a need for this tool because he would do research and then somebody would go and delete things later and he knew he saw a website with like some pertinent information on there but what does he do whenever that's deleted i mean that's great evidence plus the fact that they deleted it is great evidence for an investigator that's why i wanted to talk to him because actually whenever we host the investigation game and you know do our continuing education trainings it never fails. We have somebody who's playing that says, because we talk about using social media as a research tool, but that it can also be a black hole. How do you know when you've spent enough time or not enough time? Or I ran into some internal auditors once who said, we make all of our fraud cases by using social media. Well, that works. But what happens if they log on to social media later and it's deleted or it's removed, you know? And so to be able to track, when did you find this? And what was the path you took to get there? That's what Hunchly tracks and mm -hmm. can be extremely valuable tool for an investigator. I see, okay. When something gets deleted, how does it get saved? Is it because it's just a screenshot? Right, so it's saving as you're doing the research. Mm -hmm. So that day, it's saving all of your wow. research and path and all of that, right? At like how you went about that. And it's storing that information. So then if somebody then goes and deletes a web page that you saw that had some really incriminating stuff and they delete it. And so then you tell this attorney, like uh, Justin shares in one of his stories, if you tell an attorney like, hey, I found this website and then you go to that website and this website, this URL can't be found. Well, now you've got this stored information of, yeah, well, yesterday when I logged on at 11 o'clock and I went here, here and here. This is what worked. Mm, I see. OK, I guess another part of what you guys were talking about in this episode was a lot of the dark web, which I'm not well versed in the dark web because that just, anything I've heard just never sounds good. So yeah. I've never even, like to me, I just picture like everything's in black. There's no. just like no really gross, I don't know, like monsters or something. Not Do so we ever need the dark web? We are experimenting with this mm -hmm. um, as investigators at Workman. Megan, who has been on the podcast before, she's a PI. I actually had her sign up for Justin's list where he 
sends out periodic updates of new sites added or removed from dark web and all of that type of thing. And so I actually had an email from her after being out of town that said, so do I need to like download the tour network, you know, like do mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I was like, no, 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 don't do that. We just need, I just want to see what types of things are being added and to see if it is going to be an available resource before we dive into that world. Mm-hmm. There are people who are very trained and skilled in that world. And so if we ever needed it, I would probably just call them, you yeah. know, like call Justin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I do want to see I just always like to know. I'm like on the strength finders, I'm high input. So I just like to know what's out there, what's available so that I can pull from it at some point Mm -hmm. if we need it. Enough to be dangerous, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you would know this. Do you need like a login to get into the dark web or can you just go? You have to like download this. You have to download some stuff. Okay. Okay. See, that just sounds there's, terrifying. There's lots of instructions on uh, some of Justin's websites. So it's just weird. Yeah, just people... sign up for the email and then it'll tell you okay. about well, it. Yeah. So there's just... a plug for Justin's <laughs> dark web stuff. Dark net. Anyway. Back. But I guess to me, it just sounds weird to think people would want to go on there. But I understand like how often it becomes necessary. When a client needs your help on a fraud investigation, it's often the most exciting and also the most overwhelming day. Most investigators know they can figure out how to work a fraud investigation, but what if there was a way to practice working a fraud case while leveraging data and having questions answered by a pro in a small group setting? Leah Wheatholder, CFB PI, and David Jansen, CFE CAMS, have prepared a one-day seminar to show you the ropes of working a fraud investigation using data from start to finish, including a session of money laundering. Each session is presented by these experienced certified fraud examiners with hands-on learning activities. The seminar concludes with the investigation game, Case of the Man Cave, which fulfills the annual two hours of ethics requirements. At the conclusion of the seminar, you will have practical tools and experience to work fraud investigations with confidence and eight hours of CPE. Each seminar is limited to 16 attendees, so sign up today at theadatasleuth.com or call us at 918-574-6616. We're going away from the dark web now. Good. Too scary. Don't <laughs> like it. But it's really not that scary. It's just a website. I but can't go stop ahead. picturing it that way. I know. I know. <laughs> Plus, lots of people have made it seem that way. Okay. One question I have, not so much about the product itself, but kind of your conversation with Justin, like, how did it feel to talk with someone who's basically going through the same exact thing you're going through almost at the same time? Yeah, um, as far as developing products. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say he's definitely quite a few steps in front (laughs) of me because now he's making more than his his first version of Hunchley, but Mm -hmm. that was the most surprising part out Mm -hmm. of that interview. And I think why the interview went so long actually (laughs) is that I kept like kind of tracing, chasing after some rabbit trails because it's not very often that I meet an investigator who is thinking about how to solve a problem by creating resources rather than bringing clients just to themselves. Oh, I have all this knowledge. Let me help you because I'm like all knowing or whatever, Mm -hmm. or because I've done this so many times, but really thinking about how can I equip people to go solve the same problem? Like, yeah, sure. I could solve it, but there's only so many hours in my day or my week. So how can I equip other people to solve these same problems by providing tools that are like based on this super niche super experienced background Mm -hmm. and all of those niche resources. 
And I mean, his product is extremely niche. Like mm-hmm. to me, that feels even more of a niche than like the investigation game, you know, because mm-hmm. it's so niche based, but he's helping people all around the world because of technology, because mm-hmm. it's accessible on the web, not the dark web, but, uh, <laughs> but that it's just available on the internet. So he's helping people. I think in the podcast, he says, yes, clients like everywhere except Antarctica or something. Really? And, he may, and he thinks he might have one there. But I mean, to, to be able to help yeah. people solve these problems all over the world, it was just really great to be able to talk to him. And then also to kind of talk about that vulnerability of going from concept in your mind to like introducing it to the world, mm-hmm. because it is something so personal, because I don't know, I would imagine this is how an artist feels whenever they finally decide that like they're just going to stop painting, because I don't think you're ever actually finished. It's just when is your deadline or when do you have to like start selling your product to pay mm-hmm. for the product? But, and and then being vulnerable to release version one. Yeah. I often compare it to iPhones version one. Mm-hmm. We thought it was amazing, but I'm sure there was like this moment of vulnerability. Like what if this doesn't do everything that we said it was going to do? What if this doesn't do everything yeah. that people want it to do? And they were just brave enough to give us the iPhone version one. And then they just kept making it better and better. And I think that that's exciting. But that first version is definitely releasing that into the world can be very intimidating. Mm -hmm. And so just hearing somebody else who's been through that and then also just like, okay, we're just going to release it as is. It's either going to help people or it's not. And then we'll just continue to add to it and make it better. It was a great conversation. I, I That was probably one of my favorite parts of the conversation. And it yeah. has nothing to do with becoming a great investigator, but about product design. And, mm-hmm. and how do we take, as very niche investigators, how do we take what we know, help other people with it, and empower other people to solve their problems? Yeah. One thing I really loved when he was talking about his, like, the first version of Punchly, he said, it was terrible. We just, yeah, you know, like, everything was falling it. apart, but it was just, he was so honest about it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments about anything brought up, please feel free to email us at podcast at Thanks for listening.